for my grandparents, let's say, how my grandfather was supposed to be excellent as the man that he was, and my grandmother was supposed to be excellent as the, you know, he went to work and she had the chicken ready for 6 p.m., right? Right. And I think that in, in you know, maybe like my parents' generation who were born in the 50s, um, you know, 60s, it was for a lot of those women, it was like, well, if you want to go into the workforce, I don't know, I guess just do both. Hey there, I'm Ani Michalski, wellness coach, therapist, and mom to half a dozen amazing kiddos. This podcast is for moms who desperately need a break, but refuse to take one. You know who you are. You have a jam-packed schedule and you're so busy doing everything for everyone else, you don't leave any time for you. What's up with that? Well, no more. Take off your superwoman cape and learn how to put yourself on your to-do list. This is the Moms Without Capes podcast. Hey, did you know that there's a Facebook group filled with Moms Without Capes? Women who are learning that it's safe to take off the superwoman cape and take care of themselves? There sure is, and we'd love to have you in the group. Moms Without Capes is a free community for moms who feel overwhelmed, stressed out, and exhausted from trying to do it all. Come discover who you are under that cape and give yourself permission to show yourself some love. Search Moms Without Capes when you're in Facebook or follow the link in the show notes of this podcast episode. See you there. We have here today on the Moms Without Capes podcast, Ahuva Hirschkopf. So Ahuva is a mom of three under six, a registered dietitian and coach for high achieving women on the brink of burnout. She works with her clients to unapologetically create a life that lights them up instead of burning them out without compromising their professional goals or how they show up in motherhood. In today's interview, Ahuva and I will be chatting about having it all as a mom. Is it possible or does thinking you can lead straight to burnout. So before we dive into all of that, Ahuva, I want to welcome you to the show. And I want I want to learn more about your journey and what got you to be where you are today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to have this conversation. So yeah, I, I it's my journey was always was an interesting one. It's kind of like, you know, people say they're an accidental entrepreneur. I'm like, I accidentally fell into the topic of burnout. I, you know, found out that I was pregnant with my third child two days after schools were canceled for COVID. They were canceled <laughs> on Friday. I found out on Sunday and I was like, cool, wow. great. <laughs> and he's, he's two and a half now. He's great. But, you know, was really, was running my nutrition practice with two little kids during a pandemic and just really trying to consolidate what I thought was going to be, you know, maybe a year to get pregnant. And nine months where I was going to have this opportunity to build up my practice to a place that I wanted it to be was trying to hustle to, you know, consolidate that into the nine months during COVID. And at the same time, hearing from so many of my clients, you know, like we really wish that we could care what you're talking about as a dietitian. And like some of the advice that you're giving us sounds like really nice. And also we're so up to our foreheads and everything else we have to do that like we just don't care if my child wants to eat sugar out of the literal sugar bowl for dinner, we're going to call that a win. (laughs) And, you know, I went back to work six days after having my son because I really didn't want to, you know, lose momentum in the business that I was building and very quickly found myself in burnout at the same time that I was hearing that again and again and again from so many of my clients. And it kind of just like kept on, you know, hitting me in the head being like, how did I end up here? 
And how do so many of the women that I'm serving and that I'm supporting end up so burnt out? And once I really started being able to answer that question for myself, I was like, I can't not answer it for the people. And so it shifted into coaching women in how to, you know, step back from and prevent burnout. Even if you're somebody who wants to, you know, quote unquote, do it all, Mm -hmm. right? You're not someone who just wants to be like, okay, so just, you know, give up on all of your home responsibilities or just have a career and don't have kids or, you know, or vice versa, right? Like that those answers weren't sufficient. And those are the ones that a lot of my clients were, uh, you know, hearing in the past is like, just don't do it all. Solved it, mm-hmm. right? And so I really work with women who do want to have it all and they do want to do it all. They just want to be able to do it in a way that works well for them. Right, right. They want to be spinning all those plates. Yeah. They, they want to be super moms, which is, you know, kind of brings us into like why you applied to be on this podcast is because I also, um, like you work with ambitious moms, moms yes. who, who want to, who have their hands in, in a lot of things and are spinning a lot of plates and they don't necessarily want to drop any of those plates. They just want to learn how to manage that, all yeah. of that. Yeah. So do you believe that women in fact can have it all? So I think that the answer is honestly very a little little controversial, but yes and no, right? I think that there is a misconception that that comes a lot from the perfectionism that a lot of the women that I'm um that I'm working with in is if we don't have have it all exactly as we think we're supposed to have it all exactly right now, that it's never gonna happen or it's never for us. If we can't see it in this moment, um, it doesn't, it's not going to happen. Right. And so that can be really difficult for some women who maybe are like three months postpartum and their business doesn't, you know, their involvement in their business doesn't really look exactly like they, they want it to, or they're taking a break and they're like, am I going to lose the momentum? Right. Like all of those feelings that I had having it all looks different, different in different seasons of life. Number one. And number two, I think that That question, I don't always love answering because it gets to the part of, we all think that there's this one size fits all approach to having it all, right? Like the word all must mean the same thing to all of us. And, you know, I was actually coaching a client the other day. I'm like not building a business that she didn't want to build, but she was building it because she was like, of course, everybody needs a side hustle. Like you're not a real, you know, just having a job or just being a mom isn't enough. Like you need a side hustle too. Right. And I'm like, what if we don't like, what if that's not what having it all means to you is not working and having a side hustle. Exactly. And we don't spend enough time as women and especially as mothers asking like, does this really fit into my definition of having it all? Right. Right. So helping them like rework those expectations that they have. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. So the, so the answer is yes or no. Yes. And no. Like we just, they can have it all, but they really need to get specific on what that all means. Exactly. For them. So do you find women who, when they, when they come to work for you, well, first of all, do you work solely with business owners? No. Okay. Okay. That was, I, I really did. I didn't realize that. And then, so that's why I wanted to clarify. Okay. Yeah. No, I don't. I work. That was I just do the work. example you used. <laughs> totally. I work. It's funny. Cause you know, sometimes like my coaching is like, 
don't start a business, right? Like don't do it if you don't want to do that. And so sometimes I work with women who are feeling pressured to do some of those things. And sometimes very odd and very often I work with women who do have a business that's like budding somewhere inside them. And they're like, but I couldn't possibly do that because I'm already so burnt out raising kids or I'm already so burnt out with my job or it's going to take more time away or all of those fears. And we, and, you know, we do the opposite. We talk about like how much is actually possible when sometimes women feel like they can't possibly push the edges of what having it all means Mm -hmm. because, you know, they're burning out as it is. Right. Right. Okay. So what do you find, um, like, what are some of the signs of burnout? Like when they're, when they're coming to you and they're feeling like they're saying like, I am burnt out. What are some of the things that you've noticed that exist for them? So it's a lot of the, you know, physical symptoms of like chronic stress, right? Like we're already seeing some like decreased appetite. Like if I ask people, you know, when was the last time that you relaxed? Like not sat on the couch and doom scrolled, right? but actually got to, you know, let yourself relax, right? Like, are you having more headaches? Like, how do you fall asleep at night? It's all of that feeling of, you know, when was the last time that you snapped at your kids? even like all those things of of burnout are, you know, historically, if you've been able, like your kid has been able to whine 10 times and you have the patience to listen to them complain about something 10 times. And now suddenly the first time you're like, I just want to snap back at them because I'm already right. It's all of those signs of almost you're already in that stress response, right? You're already out at like a 10 out of 10, right? There's Uh nowhere to go. And so I think that it's, it's, uh, you know, does it, we, we do a disservice. And I say like, we collectively do a disservice so often to, moms because we make it so normal for them to be operating there right I think one of the misconceptions is so many of the women that I'm talking to are like but isn't that just motherhood right Mm -hmm. isn't that just being a working mom if you feel horrible doesn't that mean you're doing it right right (laughs) and no like I mean yes in, in how we've historically defined what having it all looks like like having it all means you do it and you burn out in the process right right And those two things don't have to go hand in hand. Right. So what would you say to a mom who comes to you and she's experiencing burnout and she feels like she's failing at everything? Like she's continually faced with like feeling inadequate in her role as a mom, in her job, in her her business or in all of the different areas of her life. Like she feels because that when you're in burnout and you're feeling like you are subpar in all of the areas it often is where you feel that inadequacy hit you the hardest. Yes, completely. And I think that's so real. I mean, I say all the time that I work with women who want to stop feeling like they're failing a life, mm-hmm. even while everybody tells them that they're so amazing. Yeah. Right. Right. That's really right. what it is. It's the women, you know, as you're saying, it's the women who are coming to me and they're like, I'm terrible. And everybody else is like, I don't know how you do all of the, of what the things right. that you do. You're incredible. Right? right. And so I think that that's so real. Number one is just like to, to normalize the fact that a lot of women spend their days feeling that way. Right. right? And obviously, right. looking like they have it all together on the outside, but inside they're like, just yeah. they're, they're stretched like a rubber band. ready to Totally. Break. And so number one, I think is, is like starting to get very comfortable asking questions. I think sometimes people, you know, get to the level of burnout and they're like, I need to make a change right now. And that's fantastic. But what I really want people to do is start getting very comfortable asking themselves why questions. So like, why do I feel like I'm failing? Mm-hmm. Right? Because I didn't do X, Y, I didn't make a home cooked dinner tonight. 
right? My kids had cereal for dinner. Right. Okay. Why, like, you know, why are we, why did I make the the cereal tonight? Or why do I think that's yeah. important to me, right? Starting to really clarify those things because sometimes we do things and we do this, you know, so often that we're just like, of course, this is how it has to be done. Right. This is the we standard. Stop questioning why we're doing exactly. Things. And so, you know, one of like the things that I used to hear all the time, especially in my nutrition practice, is when I would say, like, why are you making seven different meals or why are you making your child's favorite meal every single night for dinner? And the the, the like women that I was speaking to would be like, because my kids have to eat, like food is a biological need. Like right. and I'm like, yeah, like calories are a biological need. Chocolate bar fits that biological need, right? right? Anything above that. And I'm not t- telling people to, you know, feed their kids chocolate bars every night <laughs> or just like plain water and and uh, like water and bread. But I think that we, that very often we've lost sight of where are we meeting the standard and where are we doing, as you said, like the superwoman version of it, mm-hmm. right? Right. Making right. a beautiful gourmet home-cooked meal every night. Uh, well, not very meeting, Pinterest worthy, I'm thinking. Exactly. <laughs> is not meeting the standard of giving your children like calories for their bodies to work. Right. right. So we like, we need to start actually understanding what the bar is that we've set for ourselves mm-hmm. and who we're comparing against and why those mm-hmm. things are important to us. Right. Right. And so like just starting to your own values. Exactly. And so starting to understand like some of those why questions, like, why is this important to me? Sometimes ends up getting down into like, actually, it's not super important to me. It's just something that I saw my mom do every single night when I was growing up. And so now I've internalized that that's the right way to do it. Right. Right. Yeah. So really getting to that why and the values and, and questioning. I love that you brought in the comparing thing because so often we'll do things just because we, we think that's how we need to be doing because of what we're seeing around ourselves, like around us or how we were raised instead of recognizing that we're comparing ourselves. And then that also feeds into those feelings of inadequacy. We feel like we're failing because we're not being able to meet up to other people's expectations. And we don't even realize that that's what we're trying to do. And often the truth is, you know, I see this all the time in my clients is especially in the age of social media, you know, scrolling every single night and you're already feeling like, oh, I didn't get enough done today. Yeah. Right. There's, there's so much that I have to get done and, you know, scrolling social media and you see like one mom who's training for a marathon and another who's running a seven figure business and another one who's baking cupcakes and another one who, I don't know, volunteers for the PTA every single day. And another one who's just like super mom generally. And you're like, mm-hmm. and these women who are like, I should then run a marathon while volunteering for the PTA simultaneously <laughs> run a seven figure business. And I should have done it all yesterday. Right. right? And we're comparing ourselves even against five yeah. different people, right? Mm-hmm. There's, there's five different people and we're like, I should be able to do that all as one person. And if I don't do it all as one person, then I'm clearly a failure. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Being aware of those behaviors that are feeding yeah. into them. Hey mom, short on time, but feeling like you're at the end of your rope or that your bucket is nearing empty. Grab this list of 15 self-care practices that you can do in under 15 minutes. These ideas will get you quickly back on track and are great for moms who are limited on time. I think that's most of us. So check out the show notes or go to momswithoutcapes.com backslash self-care-ideas to download your list today. 
So what do you think leads to wanting it all? Like wanting to have it all. What are some of the things that you feel have contributed to these beliefs? That we should have it all? Yeah. 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 So, I mean, I think that we're an interesting generation, truthfully. I mean, I'm like, I, I was going to say a millennial. I don't even know if I'm a millennial. That might be, that that might be a lie. Um, but especially, years are. <laughs> but especially for those of us who grew up, like, you know, like eighties, nineties, seeing the end of the generation where it was that first generation of women who really went into the workforce, right? Like we're really, um, like had working mothers, working grandmothers, right? I think that there's a very old definition. You know, I know that for my grandparents, let's say how my grandfather was supposed to be excellent as the man that he was. And my grandmother was supposed to be excellent as the, you know, he went to work and she had the chicken ready for 6 p.m. Right. Right. And I think that in, in, you know, maybe like my parents' generation who were born in the fifties, um, you know, sixties, it was, for a lot of those women, it was like, well, if you want to go into the workforce, I don't know, I guess just do both. Right. Right. Make sure right. you can go to work and make sure you can have the chicken ready for 6 p.m. Right. Yeah. And there wasn't as much questioning around what that looked like. And I think that that's just what we've been handed is if you want to do it all, then do it all and don't complain about it. Okay. Right. Yeah. Don't talk about how hard it is. Don't talk about how we're struggling. Don't say that it's like unfair or unreasonable expectations. Like, I don't know, you asked for this, right? right? And I think that now we're starting to really see, number one, the impact of that, especially in a post-COVID world where, you know, we saw that women were the ones who were charged with the majority of the increased responsibilities like for education, yeah. for exactly, for, for all the changes at home. But we're really taking that step back and starting to challenge those expectations. But we first need to actually understand the fact that we hold them, right? right? That that was, that we're getting these expectations from somewhere, right? And it is previous generations often where, you know, like it's fantastic. Don't get me wrong. Nobody is complaining that women started in, you know, in the workforce in previous generations, but it really was that, okay, you, you're going to go to work, yeah. but you can't drop anything at home. And so having it all really just meant just doing more and giving even more of yourself. Right. Right. And not being able to rest, which we yeah. know is so super important. Yes. If you're a mom who feels like you're close to burning out, you're not alone. It can be difficult to make time for yourself when you're constantly taking care of others, but self-care is essential to avoiding mom burnout. That's why I created Self-Care 101, a course specifically for moms. In it, I walk you through the five pillars of self-care and help you make time for activities that will recharge and refuel you. Enroll today to learn what fills your cup and to give your family the gift of a mom who is operating with a cup that overflows. Check the show notes of this episode for the link to enroll today. So... Oh, what do you, what do you do for fun? <laughs> um, so I, I mean, I have three kids who are six and under, so mostly for fun, I end up getting used as a jungle gym most of the time. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I really love dancing. I actually really love cooking and, um, I read a lot for fun. Okay. What kind of dancing do you do? Um, mostly like hip hop dancing. Okay. And also sometimes just silly dancing, like in my house. Yeah. Yeah. Fun. <laughs> fun. <laughs> when I started um, taking off my super mom cape and like really giving myself permission 
to do things just for me beyond being a mom and outside of my mom hat dancing was one of the things that I immediately went to yes. like yes. I started taking Zumba and yes. so loved good. It. like so <laughs> it was such energy and freedom like it was amazing so yeah dancing is awesome and okay so what do you have a book that you could recommend to our listeners today I have so many books that I can recommend to your listeners. No, this is always oh a hard question. <laughs> Truthfully, this is probably the hardest question that you could ask me because I love so many books. Um, there are two, one, the one book that I love um, is called The Checklist Manifesto. It's okay. the premise is around how implementing a checklist in, surg- in surgeries reduces is morbidity and mortality, but really it's about so much more than that. It's about pulling from different um, ways where really we can encourage our brains to retrain themselves and make things, you know, simpler in our lives. Number one. And number two, um, there is a book called Bittersweet by her name is Susan Kane. She's an author who also wrote the book called uh, Named Quiet, which is all around the power of introverts. But Bittersweet is about how the feelings of sorrow and longing actually make the human experience whole. Mm. And especially as women, especially as, you know, humans in this world, I think that there's a lot of toxic positivity and a lot of focus on only those, you know, positive, like everything Mm. is great feelings. And this whole book is really about how so much of being able to have that full range of human experience actually allows us to have a fuller human experience and so those two books truthfully I think that I have read both of them and listened to each of them on audiobook probably like seven times oh wow okay yeah I've heard of the checklist manifesto I have heard of that I've never read it but yeah I've heard it quite a bit I should read it I I, I suppose Um, I'm a huge fan I've never heard of that but so important like that leaning into the whole realm of emotions that we've been yes yeah Nice. So where can listeners find you? So I hang out lots on Instagram. My handle is Ahuva Hirschkop. And I also run a free community on Facebook called Beyond Burnout with Ahuva Hirschkop. And I hang out in both of those places. Uh, You can see lots of the free resources that I share and also more information about any of my paid programs. All right. Perfect. Well, all of Ahuva's information can be found in the show notes of today's episode. So definitely go check her out, follow her. Um, you also have a free resource, which is about finding time. So that yep. link that link will also be in the show notes of the episode. So thank you so much for joining us and sharing with us your wisdom today. Thank you so much for having me. Today's episode is sponsored by the Super Mom Detox, an incredible coaching program designed to help moms take off their super mom cape and feel comfortable in their own skin. Have you felt like you've lost yourself since becoming a mom because you got caught up in the idea that you have to take care of everyone and everything else and sacrifice who you are to be the kind of mom you want to be? The Supermom Detox will guide you in rediscovering who you are and getting yourself off the back burner and onto solid ground. This amazing program will teach you how to let go of perfectionism, people-pleasing, unrealistic expectations, unhealthy boundaries, and negative thought patterns that are keeping you stuck. Motherhood can be so much more enjoyable when you learn to take care of yourself the way you deserve. Stop feeling guilty or bad about making time for yourself. You are so worthy of taking up space. 
Find out more about the Supermoms Detox by clicking the link in today's show notes and signing up for a call with me. If nothing else, you'll get clear on what's keeping you on the back burner. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Moms Without Caves podcast. I'm always up to hearing your ideas for future episodes, so send me a DM and let me know. And if you enjoyed today's episode, it would be awesome if you'd leave me a positive review wherever you're listening to podcasts these days. Until next time, take care of you. You are worth it.